You all know that my greatest claim to fame is that my great-grandfather, when he was a student in the yeshiva, thank you, he would always make sure to uh, have a fun time. What he did was, when he was studying yeshiva in Lubavitch, he would give goats vodka. You love to see the goats get drunk and do antics. I mean, you give goats vodka. That's what he would do. And that's what, the goats would jump around a little bit. He liked it. I mean, whatever, I would, that's, that's what he did. But um, one time this got him in a lot of trouble, and the previous Rebbe wanted to eject him from the yeshiva, and he told the previous Rebbe, you're sending me out of the yeshiva is one thing, you're sending me out of the yeshiva, you're also sending out my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren. So the previous Rebbe saw that although he may be a little bit of a wild guy, he has some inner integrity. So he let him back in the yeshiva, together with him, my great grand, my grandfather, my father, my, myself, and my children, hopefully, till be at in this yeshiva. So, but long before my great grandfather got goats drunk, we, the Jewish people, all of us, all of our great grandfathers, were all involved in something that really defies explanation. I'm talking about Azazel. On Yom Kippur, read about this week's Torah portion, this very unusual mitzvah. It happens like this. The Kohen Gadol, the high priest, would take two goats, and each goat had to look exactly or as close as possible, to, similar to the other goat, had to have the same value, and they would do a lottery. And one uh, ticket in the lottery, if you will, said this should go to God, La Hashem. The other ticket lottery, it said La Zazel, should go La Zazel. What happened? The goat that won the La Hashem for God was offered as a sacrifice to God. The other one, is what they did. They take a guy. They ask this guy to go take the goat and walk out into the desert. And they would have booths in the desert. It's not easy to walk out in the desert on Yom Kippur when you're fasting. It could be dangerous. So you walk out with the goat on Yom Kippur, and they would have booths of food and drink in case his life was in danger. No one actually ever needed to have it, but they had those booths there. And he would, when he came, he would come and he would send the goat. Lazazel. Get back to what Lazazel was in a second. But once he threw the goat Lazazel, the Torah says, while he was out there in the desert, there was a red string hanging in the temple, and that red string would turn to white. Once he threw the goat Lazazel, whatever that is, we'll see, then the red string would turn to white. Not always did it turn white. Some years it didn't turn white, and people got very upset, and they had a whole angst and frustration, Yom Kippur, it didn't work, the God didn't accept us. So they moved the string further into the temple. But you know us. Some people would peek. Someone yank with tal shmerel, and shmerel with tal berel, and everyone would have found out it didn't turn white this year. So it ruined everyone's Yom Kippur. So instead what they did was they took the string. Changed it to white. They gave the string to the guy who was going. They put it on the goat. And the guy, would, when he, he took the goat, he would tie uh, some of the string to a rock, and some of the string to, a, to the goat's to the goat. And they would push the goat backwards off the cliff. The goat would die. And uh, then the string would change, turn, turn white. And then people wouldn't find out until after Yom Kippur what happened. So at least Yom Kippur itself wasn't you know, focused on whether we were accepted or weren't accepted. Now the obvious question is, first of all, what is the point of doing that? Throwing the goat off the cliff. What does that even mean? It's also very different to all of the other things that we do in the Beit HaMikdash. In general, the Beit HaMikdash, every single 
time a person brings a sacrifice, brings an animal to be sacrificed to God, before the sacrifice is offered, you take the animal and you say before Hashem all mistake, the mistake that you've done, and you confess the mistake, and then that animal is brought to God. Here, the Kohen Gadol, the, the, the animal that's going to be sacrificed in the temple is not the one that he confesses on. And the animal that he confesses on is not going to the temple. Instead of going to the temple, where is it going? It's going out in the desert. Every sacrifice had to be brought in the temple. If you brought a sacrifice not in the Beit HaMikdash, there was a big punishment. You're not allowed to bring any sacrifices in any other place except for the, except for the Beit HaMikdash. And here, they're sending this goat out in the desert. What for? What does it mean? So what does the word Lazazel mean in the first place? Lazazel, Rashi says, Azazel is a name of a rough uh, mountain. Har is kasha. It's a very rough mountain. He threw the goat off a cliff. Okay, so we know what the meaning of the word of the meaning of the word mountain. We're still stuck, though. What is the meaning of doing this? So it says actually in the Talmud that this practice was fodder for all of those non-Jews and Jews who sought to find a fault in the Torah. All these commandments, the Torah says, that are beyond logic and reason make people wonder, what are you guys doing this for? So this is one of the things that Talmud says as an example, that people would, would wonder about, what is this for? So Maimonides says this. Maimonides says that, don't try to understand this grisly activity. You're not going to make sense of it. This grisly activity is actually very simple, very logical, and has a very strong message. The message is, help us prevent us, from, prevent us from doing all other kinds of grisly and horrible things, all other kinds of mistakes. Maimonides says, it's not possible to take off your sins and put it onto something. It doesn't work. Sins aren't something that you could take off of yourself and put it somewhere else. Instead, Maimonides says, Hashem wants to impress upon us how terrible sin is and how we should distance ourselves from doing wrong. Doing wrong. So this was just an example for us to take home, like we don't want to get involved in negative things. That's what Maimonides says. That's just a very logical thing. Okay, but it doesn't explain a lot of things. And I want to share with you today something which is going to leave you with more questions than answers, but at least get us to understand a little bit more, a little bit more about this subject. Why a goat? Okay, so Maimonides says we want to give an example, we want something to be very impressive to us, that we should distance the wrongdoing, but why a goat? So the word sa'ir, which means goat, has two other meanings. Sa'ir also means uh, idol or spirit, unholy spirits. Sa'ir also means the name of Esav. Esav is called Ish Harseir. So the idea of sending the goat to Lazazel, sending the sa'ir, which is the goat, to Esav, means something else. Nachmanides says something very fascinating. He says... It's sort of like, actually it wasn't Ahmadis who originally said this. The Evan Ezra, he says, he didn't want people to really know what he was saying. He only wanted some people to know what he was saying. Uh, certainly didn't want this to be uh, publicized like I'm doing now. But because of all the explanations that were given for it, I think it's legal. He said, he said you'll only know the answer when you're 33. When you're 33, then you'll know the answer. What did he mean when you're 33? So... The Ebenezer says, and the Nachmanides says, he meant 33 verses later. 33 verses later, it says in the Torah, don't bring sacrifices to idols and to other spirits, only to God. So he says that the, what the Ebenezer was hinting to is that we're offering a sacrifice to the unholy spirits to pacify the unholy spirits. That's what he says. 
which is a big question. We don't believe in any other. We're not chassid like other religions. Believe in other forces. We don't believe in any other. We only believe enim of nothing besides Hashem. What does it mean to offer a sacrifice to pacify the unholy spirits? It's such. An, it's the opposite of the fundamentals of our belief. It's idolatry. It's against everything. So he gives an analogy. Analogy he gives is: imagine a king, or imagine a person makes a feast in honor of somebody, and the guy who he honors says, "Give a portion of this meal to someone." So too, he says, Hashem says, I want you to give a portion of our sins to the, we should send off our sins to the, Hashem told us to do it, not that we want to do it, Hashem told us to do this. So it's not us deciding to sacrifice to idolatry, it's rather God commanded us to do this. Okay, but it's still very spooky, it doesn't make any sense, what's going on? So the Midrash actually says, just before we get into this, Midrash actually says, that the, the angel, the angel of Esau, the angel of Esau, is called Samach Mem Aleph Lam. We don't say, even say this angel's name, it's such an impure angel. He's the angel which accuses us in heaven. Is once we send the goat Lazazel, then this angel stops accusing us. Or if the angel should not accuse us, we send the goat Lazazel. What happens after we send the goat Lazazel? This angel, which always accuses us, comes before God and says, these people are like angels. These people are like angels. They are fasting like angels. They're not wearing shoes like angels. They are getting along like angels. So you should bless your people Israel. That's what the accusing angel says to God after we send the goat Lazazel. Okay, it has a major impact. But how does it have this impact? What does it even mean? So the al he gives a deeper interpretation, explains what the Ramban says. He says something very fascinating. He says, it's not that we're offering a sacrifice to idolatry. What he says is, is that when you do something wrong, you give energy to unholy things. When you do an Aveh, has to do the wrong thing, you're giving your energy, energy of your neshama, and you're putting it in the wrong place. So sending it back to its source is the meaning of sending the goat Lazazel. What you're doing is you're sending the goat, you're sending your sins, which, are, which are, the goat represents, to the source of evil. What it means practically is like this. It says in Tanah Dvele Yo, if, you, if you've, done a mis- you've made a mistake, says Tanah Dvele Yo, what should you do? Before you did the mistake, you used to learn Torah one page a day, one chapter a day, now learn two pages, now do two chapters, double your efforts. Take your energy you spent in the wrong direction and bring that energy to the right direction. That's what Al-Sheikh says. The idea of sending the goat, Lazazel, means sending away the negative energy and using that same energy for Hashem. That's what Al-Sheikh says. What I want to share with you today is the explanation of Ratzalak HaKain. Sagakain was not a Chabad rabbi. You see right away the way he explains it. It's a very broad stroke, so you don't find in Chabad teachings. But what he says is very fascinating and, and is very in sync with uh, Chabad uh, understanding of Teshuvah. He says like this What's the biggest sin? The source of all sins. The biggest sin, the source of all sins is idolatry. That's where all sins come from. That you, 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 you consider another force to have any power. So Hashem says on Yom Kippur, the greatest sin is a mitzvah. The greatest sin is a mitzvah. It doesn't actually mean that you're, you're, it's not a sin anymore because Hashem said to do it, but it's telling you something. What is it telling you? Why do we make mistakes? What, where does it come from? What's going on in ourselves when we're making a mistake? What happens after you make a mistake? More importantly, after you make a mistake, you think to yourself, I'm doomed. I'm stuck. I, I can never, I never fix this. What does the Torah say? The Torah says, nothing stands in the path of teshuva. You can always fix anything. Not only that, if you do teshuva out of love, your sin turns into a mitzvah. How does it turn into a mitzvah? Because absence, when you're missing something, makes you have a greater yearning, a greater desire. 
If I wouldn't have done this mistake, yesterday we had this bar mitzvah in our synagogue, and somebody decided that my tefillin were their tefillin. I don't know how they decided that, I don't know the background, but they just took, went off my tefillin. Same name. No name on my tefillin. It has a brichas kayinim, the guy wasn't a kayin. And he took my tefillin, and I'm like, where am I tefillin? I'm all damn thinking, where am I tefillin? So I always lose things. So I, of course, blame myself. I for sure put it here, I for sure put it there. I looked everywhere. And, and people who, my friends of mine, looked everywhere too, and no one could find it. And Baruch Hashem, today, I, today the guy gave back. You know how much I, you know how much I, I, love, I love my tefillin now? <laughs> I love my tefillin so much more. My tefillin. I never looked at my tefillin like that. Now, These are my tefillin. I love my tefillin. In a similar way, we make a mistake. Once you miss a chasr, miss a day of tefillin, chasr shown. That yearning that you have actually only happens when you make a mistake. It's the sin itself that comes a mitzvah because the sin contributes to a whole different high relationship with Hashem. So the message of the, there being a mitzvah to do something which looks like idolatry, the message is, is to tell us two things. Number one is that you're not alone. You never get off the GPS. What's the GPS? God's positioning system. You took the wrong turn, you're still under God's positioning system. Now we take a, take a left turn. You're still not, you're not, you, never, you never can really go against God's plan. Even if you make a mistake, you could shoot the gun. But what's going to happen is by God's decision, by divine providence. You did a sin, you have to do teshuva. But you can, don't believe that you have the power to mess things up forever. You don't have that power. You believe that you're stronger than God. And you, you, you change the destiny of the world with your Aveda. You believe that? God governs the whole world, divine providence. So the meaning of the sin turning into a mitzvah, the sin of idolatry becoming a mitzvah to offer the, the, the Azazel, to, on, uh, 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 to, so to speak, that would make it looks like you're offering something to the unholy forces, says the Tzadok HaKain, it's coming to tell us that, that when even do something wrong, it's also by God's hand. It's also by divine providence. Don't feel you're ever alone. In Lahavd and other cultures, there is difference, but there is shame and there's guilt. There's a big difference. People confuse shame and guilt. In the midst of Yom Kippur, Hashem tells us two words. Lechaper, L'chaper means to atone, to fix a mistake. L'tahir also means to get rid of the negative stigma associated with that mistake. Other cultures, the believe the way to rectify a mistake is through shame. They shame the person, did something wrong, shame them and embarrass them. Guilt and shame are not the same thing. You know what guilt means? Guilt means I did something wrong, I'm responsible, I need to fix what I did wrong. I need to get, I need to get forgiveness for the one I, I wronged. That's what, guilt, that's what guilt is about. What's shame mean? Shame is the way the society looks at me. I'm embarrassed in front of other people. I feel terrible, even if you don't know. If you would know, I'm still embarrassed because you might know. My shame is about you, about the way people look at me. I have a stigma because of why I think of the way people look at me. That's shame. Guilt is about my own responsibility. So listen to what we Jewish people do. Know what we do in Yom Kippur? The first thing is, everybody get together. What are we doing? We're going to offer a uh, goat lazazel. All of our sins together go on the same goat. Think about it. All of our sins together go on the same goal. What does that tell us? We're all in this together. We're all in this together. We all, all make mistakes. It's fascinating. The, the Torah says, the first, take away the stigma, take away the shame. We're all in this together. We all make mistakes. All of us have, to, are, have something to put onto that goat. You have, you have your problem that you, you didn't wash uh, Neglavasar. You didn't say Lamantizkru with a zzz, whatever. Other people have more heinous crimes. But we're all putting our things on the same goat. We're all in this together. That's step number one. Step number two, says the Alshech, you're bringing it back to its source. Taking the energy you put in the wrong place, you, st- you still need to study one chapter of Gemara, 
One chapter of Mishnah, I sit there, now you're studying two chapters. One page, now you're doing two pages. Put the energy back in the right place. Number three, says Absalom Kakayin, should realize you're never alone. You don't have the power to go off of God's, this, God's map. And even the place you think you went to the lowest place, that's part of God's providence to bring you to a higher place. You never really go off. You never really can, can go against God's plan. Judaism is very different than all the religions. All the religions, with the shame, and they, it caused suicide. Crazy stuff. Torah is, is a whole different thing. The Torah says there's a God in the world, and God believes in you. I heard this. I know the source for this. I heard this. a fascinating thing. The last thing I'll leave, leave with it. In the morning, what do we say? I offer thanks to you. The king who lives forever. He gave him back my neshama. Simple meaning is, great is your faithfulness. Great is, you're faithful to me. You always, give me, always help me. Rab Munasech also means, great is my faith in you. That you'll do tchiyat ha-meitim. You made me wake up this morning. You're also going to resurrect the dead. Any second, Mashiach comes, he comes to come today. Rab Munasech also means, as I heard, I know the source, great is your faith in me. Great is, you woke me up this morning. Why did you wake me up? What do you want? Why did you put me here? You, Hashem, must believe in me. That's why you're, that's why you put me here. And Zaymanides says, before you do anything, say anything, think anything, she the whole world's on a scale. And the one thing you do now, that good thought, that good word, that good action, could tip the scale and bring Mashiach. doesn't matter what happened a moment ago. We're, we're, we're in good hands. Someone's watching us. And we're heading to the Gaul. All the signs of the time show that Mashiach is about to come. Let's make it happen today. Why wait today? Why wait a second? L'chaim. 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 L'cha